Hi, I'm Sherry Davis, Canada's Dogmaster and the trainer of Rex on the hit TV series Hudson and Rex. This is How to Dog. <coughs> Welcome to a brand new podcast all about dogs. Each episode, someone like you calls in with a canine question. And then I, together with dog experts from around the world, do our best to find an answer. Have you ever wondered why your dog chases its tail? How about, what's that dog feeling like when it sees the same old bowl of kibble every day? Do you think they get sick of their treats? Do you really think your dog knows when you're coming home from work? Do you think your dog understands how you're feeling? If you're happy, if you're sad? This is the podcast that will answer all those questions. And this week, we're looking at just how well dogs understand human language. Hey, this is uh, Dylan from Toronto. Um, I was, I've always wondered, can dogs really understand what we say? Like, like when we're talking to them, like the words we're saying, or do they just kind of, you know, memorize or remember the the odd sounds that come out of our mouth? And we say, oh, you good boy, you want to go outside for a walk? Like, do they understand the language? Yeah, I don't know. If you could answer that uh, question, that'd be great. Thanks. Hi, everyone. Thank you, Dylan, for asking this really interesting question. Many of us often get that head tilt from one side to the other, that look from our dogs as if they're really trying to understand what we're saying to them. So how much human language can dogs really learn? If I tell Lassie to go and get the sheriff because Timmy is trapped down a well, how many of those words do you think Lassie could understand? Are some dogs smarter than others when it comes to human language? I can tell you from my own experience that I think my dogs understand every word. Trust me, after training dogs for over 25 years, I think my dogs understand not only human language, they understand body signals, they understand hand signals, they understand every word I'm saying. Or do they really? But in all seriousness, can dogs really understand what we're saying? Let's see what the scientists say. Hi, everyone. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and is not meant to be professional advice. Always consult with an expert when taking care of your own doggo. You understand that, Billy? Good boy. Over to you, Sherry. My first guest today knows a thing or two about dogs and language. Hi, hello, everyone. I am Dr. Claudia Fugazza. I'm a researcher at the Department of Ethology at LTE University in Budapest, where the Family Dog Project Research Group conducts research on dogs uh, since more than 20 years now. Dr. Claudia helps run the Genius Dog Challenge, which is an international research project where dogs try to demonstrate how many human words they understand. I should add that she has some animal friends chatting in the background here, but they weren't dogs. She's speaking to me from a farm in Mexico surrounded by roosters. You never know where how-to dog will take us. I started by asking Dr. Claudia to explain to me how the Genius Dog Challenge works. 
Well, this is a very exciting new project of our research group. And uh, well, the story started a couple of years ago, more precisely two and a half years ago, when we started to uh, study um, language learning and processing in dogs. And uh, at the start, we wanted to study how dogs learn words, how dogs uh, learn object names. But it turned out that most dogs actually do not happen to learn object names, um, even even if trained on, you know, with extensive training and everything. They really struggle in learning that, for example, I this is a ball and this is a frisbee and this is a, uh, I don't know, teddy bear and this is a, I don't know, a, a giraffe or whatever. Uh, so we, we were trying to teach dogs uh, the name of toys, but we really struggle succeeding in doing this. And parallelly, it turned out that there were some dogs, very few exceptional individuals that were extremely talented in this. These dogs seem to have learned like a hundred of object names, even without training, simply by being exposed to the daily family life with their owners playing with them, like every owner does with its dog. But these dogs picked up the names of the objects. In a, in, in, and it was incredible for us to see that. So we started to to be really excited about this discovery and we wanted to know more. And for this, we actually need to, you know, find these dogs around the world because there there are some examples in the literature. Probably uh, some of you are familiar with the story of Rico. In 2004, Rico became famous when his owners claimed that he understood the names of over 200 toys. A study of Rico fetching his toys from a nearby room and even learning the names of new toys was published in the peer-reviewed journal Science. This shows that at least some dogs definitely have the ability to understand human speech. What we were finding here was something of a incredible difference between the typical dogs that struggle in learning even only a couple of toy names and these especially extremely talented and gifted individuals that have this capacity to pick up the name of the toys even without any effort. So we started to search the world for more of these dogs if, you know, <laughs> if they existed because we had found one by chance. This was Whiskey based in Norway. Uh, Whiskey and Helge, her owner, uh, participated in some of our studies. And then we started to see if there were more of these dogs. And in two years of search, we happened to have found uh, six dogs scattered all over the world, literally, that have this talent that can learn words very easily without any effort. And so we decided to um, challenge them in this genius dog challenge uh, to see how fast they can learn new toys. So this is the background of our of our project, the Genius Dog Challenge. And the main for us is also that uh, we thought that by live broadcasting the test that we do in the project, in the Genius Dog Challenge, we would reach a larger audience and we may potentially find and reach owners of these talented dogs because we, we think that there might be more of these dogs in the world. But of course, it's not always easy to reach them because they might not know of our research. They might not know that 
were looking for them. So we thought that this, um, with, with this, you know, with this social media campaign uh, by live broadcasting a scientific test for the first time in the world, then we would reach, you know, we may have the potential to reach them. And so that's why we decided that uh, we wanted to test how fast our genius dogs can learn words, but we would also uh, live broadcast the test. So I noticed that some of the dogs like to come back to the owners after they've been commanded to go and get their toys. So I'm assuming the owners are in a different room so that they can't give extra cues to the dogs. Is that correct? Exactly. So the idea is that many owners think that their dogs know the name of the of some of the toys, maybe maybe just a couple, maybe three or four. But it turns out when we test it under controlled conditions where we can control whether the dog is actually listening to the world or picking up visual cues that the owner is giving. And the visual cues might be really subtle and small, like, you know, uh, looking in the direction of one or the other object. Dogs are very good at this. And so they tend to rely on these visual cues and not really on the spoken words. So that's why in all of the tests that we carry out in our research, and of course, including the tests that we carry out in the Genius Dog Challenge, we separate visually the owner from the toys so that the owner does not know where actually uh, this toy or that toy is placed. And therefore, the the owner cannot uh, give visual cues to direct the dog in the direction of one or the other toy. So the dog really have to rely on the spoken word on the name of the toy. This is, it's very, very interesting. Now, I've got a question and I'm not being biased here, but it looks like all of your genius dogs are Border Collies. They indeed happen to be all Border Collies and uh, we are also curious about this. But I have to say that in the past, I have also tested for another study, a Yorkshire Terrier that knew the name of many uh, toys. Unfortunately, she passed away, so she could not be part of the Genius Dog Challenge. Um, But it doesn't seem to be an ability that belongs only to Border Collie. To the limited amount of data that we have at the moment, I'm, uh, I would say that probably it is more frequent in this breed, but there are also some other dogs that were reported to do this. There's also, apart from the Yorkshire Terrier that I tested in the literature, there is another Yorkshire Terrier too. So we can at least exclude that this only belongs to Border Collies, although it seems more frequent in that breed. We are interested in any dog, uh, breed, mixed breed, um, as long as it's a dog, (laughs) we are interested um, that know the name of uh, some of his toys. And, uh, well, if you really want to know whether your dog knows the name of toys, then my suggestion is to place the toys in another room like in a pile, in a bunch, even if there are only three, that just put them on the floor in another room, then go to a different room and ask the dog to fetch one of them, one, well, all of them one by one um, in a randomized order. So make sure you don't ask first the most favorite one because then the dog will, you know, will just bring first the one that he likes the most. Um, and then you can, you can actually test whether your dog knows. These are somewhat special individual, gifted individuals that, somehow differ from all of the others, but we do not know what are the roots of their talent. We do not know where this difference come from. And uh, in humans, this is very challenging to study. 
So the dogs might constitute a very good model species for studying talent because they live with us, they evolve with us, they share our environment. So they're a good model for studying uh, human cognitive abilities too. And they are also easily available because they live with us and they actually enjoy very much participating in our tests. You should see how happy they are when they start to recognize us and providing some enrichment for for the dogs. So that could benefit humans and dogs too. And uh, so we do hope to have more uh, participants for our research. I'm Sherry Davis, and today on How to Dog, we're talking about language and how well dogs are able to learn human words. Not just reading our feelings or our tone of voice, but actual words that we use. Later in the show, I'm going to speak to one of the dog owners in the Genius Dog Challenge about his experience trying to teach his dog to understand actual words. That's coming up in just a few minutes. Right now, I'm speaking to Dr. Claudia Fugatza, who is an animal behavior researcher based in Budapest, Hungary. I asked Dr. Claudia if there were any specific rules regarding training the dogs for this project. The way these dogs learned the toys at first is not through training. Uh, they actually learned the toys, I mean, before the experiment. So when we met them, before they started to participate in our research, they have learned the toys without specific training. So there was no time devoted to training at all. They were just learning the names of toys by being exposed to daily playful interactions like any dog, like like, like human child. You don't really say, okay, now I'm going to teach my child the three new words. You just expose them to the world and they pick up the names and they pick up the toys. And actually most most of the owners of these six talented dogs did not have any idea that their dog was somehow special, did not have any idea that this was something that not all dogs do. They, they, they were convinced that this was something every dog could do. For the challenge specifically, we are not restricting the amount of exposure that the dog receives. Of course, all of the owners are, are you know, they hope that their dog will do the best. So all of the owners are doing their best um, in teaching the, the dogs these new toys that they have to teach for the challenge. And they have a week for doing so. But we are not telling them that, oh, you should only do 10 minutes or you should only do one hour. Every owner is free to decide for this experiment uh, how much exposure exposure to give. But of course, I think that, I mean, all of the dogs are very keen in playing with the toys, but all of the owners are also careful in not overdoing it so that the dogs do not get tired. Have you owned dogs? Like, do you own dogs? I do. I do. Yes, of course. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not only a dog researcher, I'm also a dog lover, obviously. Yes. I currently have a Czechoslovakian wolf dog. So it's a little bit of a, a special breed that's some, somehow similar to wolves and somehow similar to dogs at the same time. I have had a Border Collie and a Belgian Tervuren. I have had a mixed breed um, and all of them were special. All of them, of course, all, every dog is special. Every dog is different. But none of my dogs could learn the name of toys, I have to say. <laughs> they were, I mean, the, <laughs> no, I tried, but I didn't succeed. So they don't seem to have the special talent. We are all going to be watching and looking forward to what happens with the Genius Dog Challenge and the research to come. Thank you so much, Dr. Claudia. Thank you for inviting me. It's been a pleasure. Dr. Claudia Fugatza is an animal behavior researcher and one of the scientists behind the Genius Dog Challenge. 
I'm Sherry Davis, and this is How to Dog. Today, we're talking about dogs and their ability to learn language. As a trainer, I'm well aware that dogs know the basic commands, such as sit, down, stand, stay, come, and even then, it's sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. After talking to Dr. Claudia, I was pretty excited to go right to the source. Whiskey, one of the border collies in the Genius Dog Challenge, and his owner, Helge. Let me tell you, if you think you've got a smart dog, you want to listen to what Helge has to say. Hi, I'm Helge Svela. I'm the owner of a dog called uh, Whiskey that was one of the participants of the Genius Dog Challenge. I began by asking Helge whether he specifically went looking for a Border Collie, because we all know they're so darn smart. No, we definitely looked for a companion. And um, the lady who sold us the dog, she, um, she was uh, super nice, and she, she explained to us like that Border Collies are high, high energy, they kind of need a job maybe. And I had been reading up on Border Collies, and so many people on on, uh, in, on internet were saying like, okay, if you don't give your Border Collie a job, they're going to find one. And it might not be like the job that you wanted to do. <laughs> and, and, and so we live in the middle of the city in, uh, in, in Bergen, Norway, and um, there aren't that many sheep around here. So herding wasn't really an option. So I had heard about, uh, about the Chaser, this dog that knew a lot of uh, the name, names of objects. And I just thought, okay, maybe that's could be like a cool thing to, to try out. So can you tell me when did you notice that whiskey was really smart? Well, actually, we went out to Ikea to get some uh, some stuff. And I saw that they had these uh, these toys there. And I, I knew that these toys are like, um, if they're good, good for babies, they're like safe for, for dogs too. So I bought this kind of uh, a mouse, or I guess it's really a rat, but we call it the mouse, and, uh, and this uh, colorful ball. And uh, it was like two or three days after we got her, so she was eight weeks something. And I sat down on the floor with her, and I, um, I threw the mouse, uh, and I said, go get the mouse. And she kind of looked at me, and I said, go get the mouse, and I kind of pointed her in the right direction. So she, she goes over and she kind of picks it up with her mouth. And I'm all like, yay, good dog. So uh, I try this uh, again with the ball. And uh, she goes to get the ball. And then I'm thinking, okay, we might be onto something. So we just like uh, went from there. Do you think it's only Border Collies that can do this? Because the whole study, all of your classmates or competitors um, in, in the dog challenge are all Border Collies. Yeah, but I actually I actually wrote a book on uh, on science on dogs, and when I was doing my research, I ca- I ca- came upon some uh, some scientific papers uh, that were also including other dogs than just border collies. There's at least one study involving a Yorkshire Terrier, and after I started um, being more on like uh, Instagram and stuff uh, with this challenge, I got in touch with. Um, person in Boston that has uh, a pecking niece that uh, she says can do the same things. And she puts out uh, videos on Instagram where she, she's obviously like uh, can't see the toys and she can't like give visual clues and, uh, and the pecking niece goes to, to get the toys. So, I mean, 
I think Border Collies are an amazing uh, breed and I love them, but uh, I'm not sure if they're the only one that, that can do it. So you just said you've written a book, is that correct? Yeah, because this it was just this whole rabbit hole that I fell into with, uh, with whiskey, you know, like after I started like reading up on Border Collies, I got like very interested. I started reading like lots of newspaper articles and stuff and I... As a journalist myself, I realized I had to go like more straight to the sources. So I started reading like these scientific papers and stuff. And I thought there's a lot of research on dogs and it's super exciting. So I um, got a, a deal with a publishing house and I took some months off from my regular work in a newspaper to, to write it. And that was actually how I got to meet uh, Claudia that I believe you interviewed uh, earlier. So you met Claudia through your book, actually. Yeah, so um, one of the places in the world where there's the most uh, research being done on dogs is in, uh, is in Hungary, in uh, Budapest. And I uh, emailed a scientist there called Adam Miklosi, which is like one of the um, most renowned dog scientists in the world. And he got back to me super fast and he said, we would love to have you here and... Uh, just come and you can meet like all these different uh, scientists doing uh, studies on dogs. So uh, I flew to, uh, to Budapest and um, I had all these interviews lined up. And, and you, know, you know how it is with dog owners, like after, after you've done like the serious bit, then you always sit down and you start talking about your dog, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yep. and, and of course, all these, all, most of these scientists have dogs themselves and someone bring them to, to work and stuff. And we were talking about our dogs. And I kind of knew that it was like not really common that dogs uh, knew the names of objects. So I was kind of trying to like drop it in, you know, like after the interview, kind of like uh, just putting it out there. And, um, and the, the first one who got really interested was Claudia. Well, it's pretty amazing if you look at what whiskey has done for your life, you've been able to travel the world and look what's happening to you now. I know it's, uh, it's an amazing journey. And uh, it's, I'm just, I, I'm really, I'm really thankful that we got whiskey and not only because of this, of course, but also because she's, uh, she's just this, an amazing dog, super lovable, super like part of our family. And I, and I think that for all the science that's been, done on dogs uh for sure we are we we know that they are like much smarter than maybe some people give them credit for but i think most dog owners have always have the had the experience that they feel that their dog is smart that their dog really knows stuff that the dog can understand them and i think that we should mainly give dogs a lot of kudos for just how how they can live with us how they can fit into our world that is like so different from the world of like a, a wild dog. I mean, they can live in our apartments, in our houses, in our homes, be parts of our families and really like interact and integrate with us in, in such an amazing way. Like, I think we take it for granted. If we really like take a step back and think about, wow, there's, there's an animal living in my house and we're like best friends. It's kind of amazing. Yeah. It couldn't really work so well with a, with a raccoon, right? Yeah, exactly. So the association between toys is basically um, you play with her, introduce, yeah. have fun, give it a name, yeah. and then 
And then you can start to integrate it into her pile of toys. Yeah, actually, one of the hardest things is to come up with names now, because in the beginning, <laughs> we, we, we started with stuff like the green rope and, uh, and the elephant. But now she has like three or four elephants. So now like it's elephant and it's uh, Dumbo and it's Wenger and it's like... It's a, it's a, it's a hard time for us to to come up with the names and to remember them. That's amazing. That is amazing. So, does Whiskey have any social media accounts? Yeah, she has a, has an Instagram account that's uh, Whiskey BC BC for Border Collie. And since it's a Scottish breed, we left out the E in Whiskey, so it's uh, Whiskey without the E. We felt that like a Scottish name was appropriate. And um, and one of my colleagues was like, yeah, but do you really want to be like at your cabin at uh, seven in the morning shouting whiskey, whiskey? <laughs> okay, I have to ask, is whiskey bilingual? Uh, she mostly understands Norwegian. She understands uh, like some things in, uh, in English, I guess. And she really loves it when uh, people speak French because uh, my partner's uh, family is French. So see, she like... She puts like her airs down and gets really happy when she hears French. Helgi, thank you so very much. Thank you. Helge is the owner of Whiskey, one of the Border Collies in the Genius Dog Challenge. Any dog owner is going to tell you that their dogs are smarter than people give them credit for. And now we have the proof. Some of them can even speak our language. Follow the Genius Dog Challenge on social media. And if you think that your dog understands words, fill out an application on their website at GeniusDogChallenge.com. If you want to see adorable pictures of Whiskey playing with his toys, then you can follow him on Instagram at WhiskeyBC. That's Whiskey without an E and the letters B-C. In the meantime, don't forget to give us a good review and please call us at 1-833-HOW-TO-DOG with your burning canine questions, just like this one, which we're going to tackle on our next episode. Hey, my name is Tom Chihak. I'm in, uh, in Colorado. What's the best thing to do if uh, your dog is getting older and develops canine arthritis? How to Dog is hosted by Sherry Davis. Produced by Davin Langell and Carrie Hayden. Executive producers Christina Jennings, Scott Garvey, and Natalie Rodriguez. Editing and mixing by Adam Killick. Creative Consulting by Sherry Davis. Research by Nicole Saltz. How to Dog is a Shaftesbury podcast produced in association with Rogers Sports and Media Incorporated and part of the Frequency Podcast Network. You can find more great shows at FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com. Copyright 2021 Shaftesbury. Shaftesbury.